All right. Hey, now, welcome, everybody. Excited to be back in the saddle officially as we uh, we did our, our, our fourth or fifth annual Oscar show last week, but we have had a tumultuous winter, I'm so just, to speak. I'm just glad it's not wintry death outside right now. Yeah. It still kind of is, actually. going to be again on Thursday, yeah. which is in two days, mm-hmm. but uh, specifically, it seemed like Mother Nature had a bone to pick with our recording date uh, in <laughs> particular. Like, for four straight weeks in a row, it came up with a weather advisory on the Tuesday that we record, and at least... Three uh, of the four were legit, and one was like, yeah, just don't go outside. Yeah. And uh, I didn't go outside, but I assume it, it was, was legit. real windy <laughs> and real cold that day. Yeah. So we've Not seen good. things from temperatures to where my phone legit said negative 22 regular with a real feel of negative 51. Yeah. And that's not an exaggeration. There was an Arctic polar vortex, but uh, oh, I think me, people know me and J Rod <laughs> still we survive uh, and we keep on keeping on. So welcome back to How Simp Sees It. Uh, excited to be back uh, in the, uh, the the podcast and zone, so Amen. to speak. Amen. Now there's no way on earth I could ever cover like five weeks of stuff. I bet you could. If you oh tried. my, people are not gonna want to stick around that long. I don't like, know. We're, we're we have witty bands. Sometimes believe I. I mean, I am my own biggest fan. But I will tell you, <laughs> I could not you take honesty. five hours of myself. I yeah. just couldn't. Mm-hmm. But for two, we're golden. What are you talking about? You have to live with yourself all day long. I know. <laughs> believe me, I know it's tough. I just, I really, it's the first two hours of the day, and it's all downhill. Very first well. two hours of the day, I'm like, man, I am all right. And then, you know, around like four thirty-five, I'm like, man, I suck. I just, <laughs> just got to get through this. Uh, but no, uh, one thing I am good at is talking about stuff, uh, most likely movies and pop culture stuff. So I can't cover everything, but I, I do want to talk about a couple of things. And so this is uh, uh, going to be not like our regular show where I'm going to be like, hey, we got news. And then, hey, we got all this other. We don't. We don't. I have reviews, a ton of them. I got to get to them. So we're going to talk movie talk for most of the show. So it's going to echo like our first five episodes where we're like hey how's it going doing a podcast we have reviews i think this we're done (laughs) and then we had our second phase where we talked about everything and the shows were three hours and and, i like those days those were good days those were good days but somebody was like hey over there you got a three-hour show so now we have a happy medium we try you know what i'm saying sometimes we fail yeah so uh i'm gonna keep it uh movie relevant with a couple of bits of uh you know news and goings on and then uh you know, well, hopefully we'll be back at our weekly uh, stations uh, moving forward as hopefully the winter death has passed us by. Captain Marvel next week is going to be exciting, you know. Well, this week we'll review out Indeed. next week. Uh, anytime we get new Marvel in the theaters, it's going to be uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be so, a wild time. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to call this the end of the intro slash uh, welcome back. And then we're going to go ahead and pick it up with uh, a little bit of weekly news. And then we're just going to do a, a lot of movie reviews. Uh, so glad to be here. We'll talk to you in just a few. That's one small step for man. All the humanity and all the... I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. All right, so we are back, and uh, there are some things that have gone on over the past, uh, we'll just call it two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, fair enough. You know, we took a holiday break, and then the winter kicked in, so basically, uh, I... I, there was there was no getting around it. At one point, the weather was so bad locally here 
that everything that I have to do during the week got shut down. Yeah. And so for the first time... For like two weeks straight. Yeah. Uh, for the first time since maybe he, after high school or something, maybe at a time in college, uh, but I had a whole seven days where I didn't have to do anything. Everything was closed. And guess what? I didn't leave my house. <laughs> There's no reason to. It was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. I felt fully revived and rejuvenated. <laughs> I was like, this is great. Now, I like you know, good snow getting day. money and stuff, but uh, it was a nice sacrifice, mm-hmm. being as I had no choice. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. yeah literally, I, everybody was like, don't go outside. It's dangerous. No, and if you do, everything's closed. Yeah. So, you shouldn't be out here anyways. Uh, and when we say uh, it's dangerous, people go, <laughs> cold is not dangerous. No, like it said, you could get frostbite within two minutes of unexposed skin outside uh, yeah. during the negative 51 degree polar vortex. Uh, I don't want anything to do with that. No. I feel really uh, lucky that we have heat and stuff. And you don't even have to build a fire? No, I know. Like yeah. it, it makes me it makes me really uh, realize how uh, fortunate uh, I can be because not everybody had that option, you no. know what I'm saying? No. So hopefully uh, there was something that somebody did that was really awesome in Chicago. There was an anonymous person that rented out a whole like hotel like not like floors of a hotel for mm-hmm. a whole bunch of people to go and sleep not just for the night but for the night and then through that next day Uh, yeah an anonymous donation uh so to speak to the hotel so that's it was oprah uh you know who knows (laughs) Uh, does she even live in chicago anymore uh no but john cusack would do something like that well maybe it was just uh john q richenheimer chicago native you know what i'm saying there's a lot of those guys some people make a lot of monies up in that Mm -hmm, city mm -hmm. and they're like you know what it's fucking cold so (laughs) and there's a lot of homeless people (laughs) my favorite thing that came out during the polar vortex because uh, when you took pictures of our area, especially up in Chicago, it really did look like winter death. And so people played this fun game called Hoth or Chicago. <laughs> and guess what? A lot of people missed a lot of fucking ones that were actually Chicago. All of Lake Michigan was frozen the fuck over. Like me and J-Rock could have took a walk across oh, yeah. Lake Michigan oh, and yeah. we wouldn't have fell in. No, nope. we'd have been just good to go. We could have probably took a sledgehammer to it, and it wouldn't have even cracked it. Been I a, wouldn't want to try, but still. a good ear for harvesting ice for those guys way way back in the day when they had ice boxes and they would just take chunks of ice yeah. from the lake, like uh, that dude from Frozen. Be like, our food is gonna be so cold now. That's right. It's awesome. We're gonna be able to keep bison for days. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> bison tongue mostly. Yeah, that's right. Get it, get get. And we're gonna take the pelts, and we're gonna be warm. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. I don't think I don't think people did that much in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't think they did. Either. Walk around with the bison pelt. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and you know one of the one of the couple big news stories I'd really like to talk about is uh, over here at House MCs. It I have always been. Uh, I I I will use the royal we. I assume I can speak for J Rod on this. Uh, we think that Steven Spielberg is a very talented person. We don't. Yeah, I'll we, agree to that. We sure. don't uh, be like you know what Steven Spielberg made a movie. I bet it's going to be shit. Usually we're going to be like it's going to be pretty dick, fucking cool. Yeah. So I don't ever have bad things to say about Steven Spielberg, with the exception of this week when he popped up and said some stuff, and I was like, you know what? Respectfully, because you're Steven Spielberg, I'm just going to say you need to have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is saying and actively disputing uh, anything that Netflix would have to do in the future 
to be nominated for Oscars because Steven Spielberg views them as a as a made for for television platform streaming or not whether it has a movie or not he thinks it should only be qualified for an Emmy and Netflix was like you said this last year we heard you so you know what we did we went out and we applied to the Motion Picture Association of America we got approved and then we got Oscar nominations because our shit's good. Yeah, and then they released in theaters too. Yeah, select theaters around the and country. And so Steven but... Spielberg's like, you, you, just because you can watch a TV from your own home or watch a movie from your own home, and takes away from the theater going experience. One, no, it does not because well, it doesn't have to. But you can go to the theater to see these movies when they drop on Netflix that Friday. Well, you... mo- most people actually can't. They. Just... I'm saying the option yeah, yeah. is there, and what I'm saying I is the same is. thing aren't that Netflix doing, is aren't saying. Aren't they only like really? Releasing in LA and New York? No, they have them. Um, they have. It's not in every theater, yeah. but in most major cities, and mm-hmm. like I'm not talking to the three big ones. I'm right. saying most cities, you can go and see it for the one week mm-hmm. that they put it out. So the option is there to go and see it if you want to go and see it. But what he doesn't, what Steven Spielberg doesn't seem to understand is he's sitting on top of his uh, golden palace, if you will, or his high horse. Is that Steven Spielberg? is out of touch with reality and you don't understand that going to the movies is very expensive right now. Yeah. And to say, Hey, okay. Everybody says I need to see this movie. Uh, Oh, well, I'll tell you this. I wouldn't have watched Roma. If I had to go to the theater to watch it, I wouldn't have done it even mm-hmm. though I had the option to do it. Yeah. Uh, and he says, well, you're not going to get the same experience at home. I argue at times I can get a better experience at That's my home just bring than up, yeah. uh, in the, in the theater, especially for just regular screen movies like that. My sound system is bitching. My 4k TV is sharp and I can watch 3d even if I so fucking please. In your underpants. Yeah. You and to. I don't even have to get dressed <laughs> and I can drink my own soda. I can use Twizzlers for a straw. I, I, I can do whatever the fuck get crazy. I want, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, respectfully on this it is qualified now as they are part of the motion picture association of america or mpaa as most people would have have it heard those are the people that rate movies and such Mm -hmm. and uh i just think that uh he is massively out of touch with this it makes it reminds me of the uh the malcolm in the middle where they all three team up to beat hal at basketball for the first time and Dewey looks down at his defeated dad and is like, the future is now, old man. <laughs> like, seriously, the future is now. Streaming no, is where it's yeah, at, and it's not right. going anywhere. No. So, yeah. uh, I think uh, Spielberg is uh, a, an old man set in his ways, and he really likes that classic movie-going experience. Like, this is a guy who fought against the colorization of movies yep. way back in the day, oh, yeah. uh, alongside George Lucas and a couple others. Yeah. Um, and then went on to change their own movies um, yeah. because, you know, yeah, replacing guns with walkie-talkies, mind you. Indeed. In a kid's movie, yeah, kind of. Those sons of bitches. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other aspect of this is he's just plain wrong. And yeah, here's 100%. Why. Because uh, it's not a made-for-TV movie. You know why? Because there's no fucking commercials. No. You don't have to stop for commercials. There's no ads projected anywhere other than the credits of the film itself. And there's not even ads in there. It's just who did what. And at the start, it's, well, not, even a, I mean. it's not even a movie tag. It just has a simple Netflix logo. But as so does every studio who in, produces. Which is what I was about to say, which yeah. is every, a lot of times there's five or six of them that flash mm-hmm. up before the actual movie starts. Yeah. Film, plan B, film A, Bloom House. A24. Well, yeah, like all of that all in one, like mm-hmm. Aqua Purina or whatever the hell the that was. Is J.J. Abrams, like Bad, bad robot. robot. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you get that, all that shit that flashes up, usually with part of the score plan or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So like to say that Netflix is not 
invited to the party now it is just wrong um, absolutely uh, i a hundred percent agree he, I think the movie viewing experience has simply changed with yeah. technology just as it did as the movie projectors came into existence and then changed uh in quality over time it things just change yep they absolutely um do. and i think your point about it being so damn expensive uh is, is quite poignant uh, as well well yeah think about a city like chicago you lived in chicago i lived in chicago a lot less but you lived there for a good long while okay and you did for a bit of a good long while in chicago you were doing well you were comfortable mm-hmm. for yourself yeah. did you have extra movie going monies often like, I, could you be like i'm gonna see two movies this week that would have oh, set in a you week? back no yeah. like a month yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you know like it's expensive yeah. uh even i argue even more just so going by yourself is expensive like just buying a ticket yeah like you could go out to dinner mm-hmm. for what the a movie ticket in chicago it costs. is now I'm, I'm happy with what like amc has done now with the a-list you know um which oh, is the clubs uh, and stuff yeah I which just, is, i've given too many people my email Fuck well you. You the a-list I mean? is what i like about the a-list is different it's because you know you pay twenty dollars a month and you have three movies a week that you get oh okay. you know what i'm so saying it's like you more get, of a movie yeah, pass or it, it is, but the movie pass is dead. Yeah, uh, I know. And it's only for AMC movie pass. Mm-hmm. You could use yep. it wherever, but mm-hmm. I, I only like to go to the AMC, which I'm going to speak on here in just a second. But, you know, that works really well um, for for me uh, in a transition that uh, I've had to make recently, which I'm going to speak about here uh, directly. Uh, but, you know, that's the, the best way uh, for the, the general masses who love to go to the movies to go because I'm going to tell you right now, I can't afford to pay to go see a movie every single week or no. two movies every single week, but yeah. with the movie pass, I can afford twenty bucks a month. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not the, neither here nor there. So, uh, think about this in Chicago overall. Uh, how many people do you say just have thrown around movie going money? Would you say it's like one third, maybe two thirds? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of. Um... You know, like we were just talking about, there's rich people up there, Yeah, but too. there's also other options. You can go see plays. You can go to see comedy shows. That's true. You can actually go to yeah. Bulls games. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's way Baseball more options. Games, yeah. Here in Peoria, eh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're talking paying 10 bucks for a ticket, 12 yeah. bucks, 15 bucks sometimes for an IMAX So you're 3D. less likely to go see a movie unless there's a real big reason you want to go see it. Exactly. So otherwise, or you could be like... I don't have to leave my house and come watch Netflix. Yeah. I'll turn that shit on right now. Mm-hmm. I even got some popcorn, motherfucker. I'm going to make that <laughs> shit up. And I'm going to have me yeah. a night. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, well, because I... I'm one of them. People get excited for that. Yeah. Oh, I can see a theatrical quality movie right now without leaving my house mm-hmm. or having to pay anything more than what's included in my Netflix subscription. And if you have the good subscription, I can watch it in 4K. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. Well, and I think it's. That. Uh, I think uh, with Spielberg's age, I think we have to also keep in mind that that dude has been mega rich for going on 40 years. Oh, he's now. so out of touch. He's never even had to think of he's paying Bluth for rich. a movie. He's Blue Rich. Yeah. Go get me a banana. What could it cost? $10? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, Speaking so, of, they come back in two weeks, by the way, to finish that new season. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't Part think. B. Uh, nice. Yeah. I don't think. Um, I just don't think that's entered into his thought process. Process, no, really. I don't think I think there's a lot of people that think like that, that mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, 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 oh. but like, <laughs> yeah. seriously, for everybody else and a lot of people, it's not that easy. No. You know what I'm saying? Most people I know ask me so much. And I, the reason I even started doing this show is because I went to the movie so much and so many people I know did not that they started asking me, hey, what's worth my money if I'm going to go and see this movie? 
So mm-hmm. uh, and that that was basically the start of it. I mean, I I have a degree in it as well, which is more for I <laughs> guess helps, for me. But helps. you know, uh, at the same time, that's what kind of kicked it off. Was that not everybody can always just be like, yeah, I got to see this. I'm going to the theater. That's definitely going to happen. Whereas, you know, that's a major... Well, most people don't go to the theater without an idea of what they want to see. It's true. A lot. Some people do. They'll just go, oh, let's go see a movie. Which one? I don't know. We'll yeah, figure it out when we get there. Pick one off the board, like the lobster. Yeah, Come exactly. Oh. Get the fuck out of here. Or so the guy in Black Klansman. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah, he was just as upset as fucking Spike Harold Lee Maud, was. Yeah. Uh, segue <laughs> yeah. uh, into this. What we didn't tell you in our Oscars uh, ceremonial uh, recording is that when Green Book won, as I was was saying throughout the whole recording that how much I liked Green Book and how I thought that Green Book was, was never going to win, but it would be cool if it did, and I never expected it to, and then it actually did. And I got excited, and so did a bunch of people I know who had saw Green Book, except for all the critics in America that said, that's bullshit. And I'm like, <laughs> huh? They said that movie's racist because it shows... Uh, it shows the perspective of Dr. Shirley through the lens of a white male. And I'm like... You guys really missed the point of this movie. <laughs> like, for real, uh, if you th- if you think that, I'm not going to say you're wrong, because technically, th- I guess, but, like, you missed the point. Well, and you're a lot looking of people have a problem of the benevolent white man. Now, I'll you tell know? you this. The guy got a little, uh, Nick Vallelonga got a little, uh, once he got <laughs> to a little influence, because, oh. hey, he's winning these awards. Yeah. He started going on these... Um, I won't say damaging pro Trump like right like things because it's not about well, keep in mind this is not a political thing this is not about Trump this is about a guy that's going on a political tangent against whatever side he chooses mm-hmm. shortly before he's up for the biggest award in movies that you can get which oftentimes in the past has cost people things oh yeah they, they i mean shit eddie murphy lost an oscar because well, he put out norbit two weeks before the awards ceremony it bombed and was terrible and they're like yeah we can't give this man an oscar yeah but he earned it in dream girls mm-hmm. he it was his to lose and he lost it <laughs> what are you gonna do yeah uh you know what i mean so i don't know it's it's been a it's been a wild one i tell you Uh, Well, and I heard that some studios actually banned some people like from social media for that reason. So they couldn't couldn't fuck up losing the award. Yeah, I know. Uh, But it didn't end up uh, it didn't end up affecting things. It did win Best Picture. Spike Lee got up from he was visibly pissed off. He slammed his fist down on his chair. He immediately got up and he started to leave and was blocked by security and was like, go back to your seat. I hope that they said be fucking respectful. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he got really shitty in the after comments as he was drinking well, on Spike champagne. Lee. Yeah, and he had to be Spike Lee about yeah. it. Earlier, I was so excited to see Spike Lee, a guy that really deserved an Oscar, a guy that I'm not a huge fan of as far as his films go. I think he's deserving of an Oscar, but uh, he got one, and that clearly wasn't enough for, for him. So you No, know. no. Well, um I don't yeah. think Spike Lee is known as a tempered individual, no. No, so no. I'm not... He's not. He's just going to be... That's who he is, man. Yeah. Just let him be. I mean, and then, of course, the last takeaway, the main takeaway from the Oscars is that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga are fucking. I mean, (laughs) clearly that's what's happening. Did you see her Uh, statement on the thing? She was like, that's our job, just to make you think that. Exactly. (laughs) She went on... uh, It was Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, was uh, it? Yeah, Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know if that's where that quip was from. I did see that, but... 
Uh, that's what I immediately thought too. I'm like, they're actors. Yeah, they're they're they're, <laughs> they're to win to awards act like for like acting. In love, like this isn't like real life. Like, come on, man. Uh, but no, I also learned that um, this is just a little thing because I. I've always in, enjoyed Ish, uh, Lady Gaga's music. I do not celebrate her entire catalog, but like there are songs that I'm like, hey, that's catchy. Mm-hmm. You, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I've never been like, you know what I got to do before I die? I got to see Lady Gaga in concert. Like, oh, yeah. No, I'm not one of those people. Mm-hmm. But like, I think Born This Way is catchy. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and some other Jill songs, Pavarazzi's too. And great. I think that she's incredibly talented. And then she started doing some acting, and I was like, hey, you know what? She's not that fucking bad there. Yeah, and, that uh, American Horror Story stuff. Yeah, and that. then, uh, you know, I'm like, maybe she's going to be able to do that. And everybody's like, she's no fucking actress. And I'm like, yeah, she's not that fucking bad. No, she's pretty yeah. good. And then she just continued to get better, and then they cast her in this movie, and they're like, Bradley Cooper, what are you doing? Uh, the, the, he had to fight to keep her in the movie. Uh, <laughs> and then she almost won the movie, uh, or the, won the award for the movie. So uh, here's what I found out. Uh, Lady Gaga was up for an Oscar that I think she should have won, but whatever, what the fuck do I know? Uh, she did win an Oscar. She she did win an Oscar, uh, but I think she should have won too. But uh, that's neither here nor there. She got one, and she was ecstatic about it. And she doesn't really care. This is a lady that's won so many awards that I, I it's I, she could probably build a, a wing of my house to fill with all of the awards that oh, she yeah. has won. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to start by saying the song "Shallow" Best Picture winner also was streamed over one billion times, uh, making it the most streamed song of all time. Oh, dear Lord. Also, uh, it is the most awarded single song that has ever been. There has never oh. been a single song that has won more awards than Shallow. I'm just going to write um, a song and give it a whole bunch of awards from me. And there then, you go. And then I'll win that Yeah, you got to I mean, you know, you got to get the, the Guinness people to sign off. <laughs> but, you know, you just be like, you sign here. Uh, <laughs> you don't need to see anything else. And then have Kaya be all just like. Yeah, right. And they'll be like, yeah, no, we're good. Here you mm-hmm, go. Mm-hmm, Mr. Mm-hmm. Guinness. And have, and have one to drink. Have a nice day. Oh, you think it's the same guy? <laughs> it's, yeah, of course. Okay. Who else would it be? <laughs> it's only one Guinness, motherfucker. <laughs> no, but uh, here's what I found out. So um, Lady Gaga, uh, when she was, I believe her name is Stephanie. I can't remember what her regular last name was before she was famous. It starts with a P, I think. Mm. Uh, and anyway, she was going to college and apparently was would often tell people that she would be famous. And she... In her own ways, which I can imagine can come out. I think I would get along great with Lady Gaga, but I can also tell you, I, I don't think that she took a single bit of shit from anybody. No, I would um, doubt it. And maybe she, that was why she made some enemies or not, but there was like a whole giant Facebook group of her peers that she went to college with that had a secret Facebook group about her that that was saying... Uh, Stephanie, whatever, will never, ever be famous. And they had, like, pictures of her. And then, like, all these people were just talking shit about her and saying, like, this is, and, like, oh, pictures people are assholes. circling her. It says, no talented, you know, bitch and no talent here. And this girl thinks that she's going to be famous never in a million fucking years is she ever going to be famous. And so uh, that Oscar win, when she didn't even really call anybody out, she was just like, you know, I've been told my whole career that I'm never going to be able to do this. And... I keep doing uh, it. <laughs> yeah, here I am. You know what I mean? I just won my fucking 13th Grammy award, you know, yeah. three weeks ago or two weeks ago. I won freaking a golden globe uh, a couple weeks before that. Now I'm holding an Oscar and she was gracious about it. I'd have been like, suck it. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And I probably wouldn't have got to go back to the Oscars. I told but, you, But yeah, I would have been like, I told you, motherfuckers. <laughs> that is my extension speech. This, I dedicate this to Anna, my wife. I love you very much. I dedicate this to Loki. I love you so much. And Dobby, you and my heart and my soul. And everybody that told me I couldn't do it, you can suck a dick. <laughs> suck a big, fat dick. Or, and I ain't going to say it again. I won this shit. Y'all go fuck yourselves except for the ones that like me. Have a nice day. <laughs> and my seat would remain filled by a seat filler. Yeah, would, probably. <laughs> they'll be like, you would then be escorted. Yeah, they'd be security. like security. Yeah. I'd be like, but I got this Oscar. I get to get my name engraved <laughs> cape first. Cape <laughs> it. You gotta, you gotta let me get my name engraved. It's part of <laughs> the tradition. Uh, but I'm not winning Oscars. You know what I'm saying? Lady Gaga is more gracious than I. Uh, maybe if I had won an award a long time ago, I'd have got all that out of my system. So by the time I did win an Oscar, I'd have been like, you know. I'd just like to thank all my fans. And Lady I Gaga. could win Employee of the Month, and I that's think a, I'd give that speech. You know? like, fuck you, fuck you, you're, <laughs> you're cool. cool, fuck you, I'm, I'm out. out. <laughs> is what I'm saying there. That's what Spike Lee said, too. He's like, I'm out. Uh, so, yeah, um, <laughs> as, I, as we as we joke a little bit there, uh, clearly Lady Gaga is quite famous. Classy. And, and Class I just, act. I just learned this, too. Is she looked beautiful in her Oscar gown. Uh, I would like her for her to be doing it with Bradley Cooper. I love that movie, and that's how it should be in real life. You would like it? I would love her. it. I would love it, because that's how the movie portrayed it. And damn, damn it, mm. love is real in movies. Well, oh, oh, well, but okay. his his girlfriend that he has a child with is probably just like, no, nah, I, I don't like this. Damn. But I will say this. While everybody's probably thinking that, you know, oh, she should be nervous. She, should be, she was the first one to jump up in the two, count them, two standing ovations that they got. They finished the song. They looked like they were going to fuck. And then <laughs> uh, they got up. They had to go back. And right. they got a standing applause when they got up. And they had to go back before the commercial break. And then mm-hmm. they came back out to take their seats. And everybody stood up and applauded them again. Yeah. Like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, that's an Oscar moment right there. So, um as we shift gears, um, this is really fucked up. I don't like it when this happens, and I'll tell you a little bit why more than the obvious reason. But they they had announced yesterday that uh, Luke Perry has passed away. Indeed. Luke Perry, uh, 52 years old. Luke Perry, uh, I'm not going to... Everybody knows Luke Perry to an extent. I'm not going to rehash his entire career, especially his early days. But uh, <laughs> almost every girl I know uh, had a crush on Luke Perry when I was in... You know, it's not grade school. I was in junior high when mm-hmm. 90210 started mm-hmm. in the early 90s. Uh, not just me, but almost every guy I know either tried to grow sideburns or do everything we could to be like Luke Perry <laughs> so that all those girls that liked Luke Perry Might would, like, would like us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I always joke just that, like that. I'm, I always joke that it's like, oh, yeah, Luke Perry's on 90210. Man, shit, you look 30. <laughs> <laughs> and he might have been. Uh, I think most of them were. But, yeah, I know. I know. But uh, him especially at the time. But here's here's what I did know about Luke Perry is that everybody that met him in the industry that worked with him, they said that he was a super awesome dude, and they liked working with him a lot so much that he was really humble about it. He's one of those dudes that never got in trouble. He's one of those dudes that he's like, I don't even know why I'm famous. Um, and <laughs> quite frankly, I like that when people are, are are at least humble enough to be like, yeah, I'm famous. Look at me. I'm fucking awesome. I'm a dead ringer for fucking James Dean when I was 20 and mm. I didn't wreck my my car so like I'm the shit you know he wasn't like that <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but you know, he did draw comparisons to James Dean uh, by looks. I don't. I think that James Dean had a lot more raw talent, but we didn't really get to see that flesh out too much because he only was able to make the three movies. You know Stars what I'm saying? that burn brightest. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but Luke Perry, in his later years in life, not they shouldn't. I shouldn't have to say that because he's passed away. I shouldn't have to say later years in life. But Luke Perry, in what we would consider to be the the prime or just past the prime of our lives has has gotten some really good work in and it started when uh he he transitioned from television into eight seconds he did uh with uh the george Strait soundtrack and the the bull riding tragic tale yeah. and then uh he you know I'm, I'm not gonna again i can't without going through the thing rehash everything but in i remember him specifically in hbo's oz he played a pastor oh, who was yeah. really good in that mm-hmm. who met a grisly nasty fate uh, but he was really good in that, and then um, uh, he was in that Fifth Element for that brief bit, uh, which was pretty nice. And then uh, he's going to be in the upcoming Quentin Tarantino's uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, which is going to be pretty good. Uh, One would think. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, I think it's going to be pretty good. And I mean, great for him. You know, these are the parts that you that you're working your whole career to get, and he was right in the age where he was going to get a lot of work because you know, he can play someone's dad like he was doing on Riverdale and he was doing it very successfully that he was getting more and more screen time. And now I would imagine the Riverdale's in quite a pickle because he was a, a pretty major character in their Man. current season. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's, it's one of those rare things where the star, one of the, one of the stars of the show, uh, it's like the John Ritter, you know, effect that one of them passes away while on set mm-hmm. uh, or not on set, but I mean, in a show. Yeah, he was supposed to be at work this week and had a <clears throat> he went to work Monday, Tuesday, had a stroke and never woke up. So that's just really shitty, you know. It's a you know, that's a way to go. That's, it is. What uh and what like, I meant it's like uh, an by, aneurysm or something. Just well, boop. it's it's young for that to happen it's and, true. and what yeah. uh and what I meant by that earlier is, you know, if you're you grow up, you watch Luke Perry, Luke Perry's roughly a little bit older than you, but not too far off, and then Luke Perry dies, you're like, God dang, he's not that much older than me. Yeah, I got kids. You know, I don't uh I don't like this. It's bad for everybody. He's the first one of his own family to die, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh not just his I mean, immediate family, like his whole family, yeah. his his mom, his dad, his stepdad, everybody's still around, his brothers. is yeah. So, like, that's got to be terrible. Uh, and yeah. second, you know, it just reminds me of all, all of us are, are, we are, we are all mortal beings here. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, and it's always tragic. And there was a, a death in the comedy world, too. Brody Stevens uh, took his own life. And so, you know. It's, yeah, it's been a, a heavy week. Well, the the prodigy frontman passed away yeah. as well. Uh, King Harley Race wrestler was diagnosed with an inoperable uh, terminal brain tumor, and then uh, just just yesterday, uh, late last night at around eleven something, uh, King Kong Bundy passed away as well. Uh, so we're just getting old, man. I think yeah, that's, it's just that's it. The it older that uh, <laughs> we get, uh, I get the quicker uh, our, our heroes just, pass away. Yeah, it just seems like you know they just they just keep on slipping, slipping, slipping uh, away, not into the future. That's for sure. Uh, maybe so, it is the future. <laughs> maybe it is. So that's kind of a bummer. So uh, 
you know, uh, obviously, you know, we, you know, we are, we want the, the Perry family to hopefully be able to find some sort of comfort during this very, has to be unexpected, you know, time. Uh, cause he's not very old at all. He's 52 years old. That's not that old these no. days. No. Uh, Ryan Reynolds you may have heard of him. Comes from a land sorry, called who? Canada or who? Canada, what? Uh, depending upon where you came from. Canada. Yeah. Uh, they like syrup and logs. In uh, maple Leaves, think, stuff, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, those crazy mother Canuckers up there have uh, really put out uh, and had some great talented folks. But I would argue none more talented than Mr. Jonathan Candy. Mm. Uh, now, Ryan Reynolds, probably Canada's biggest export since maple syrup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Uh, he he. <laughs> They're actually big into oil. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> As a sense oil. Uh, <laughs> Indeed. Uh, he, Ryan Reynolds did something that was just really sweet. He put out a tribute video to John Candy calling him a Canadian uh, a Canadian hero. And I don't argue that one bit. And they said, you know, if you're not, if you're of a newer generation and you're not familiar with John Candy's work, I put together this little video that just shows some good stuff. It was incredibly touching. And uh, I would go on to to add to Ryan Reynolds the fa- uh, proclamation that he is a Canadian hero to say, yes, indeed, sir. And in addition to that, he is also an American treasure, uh, as we, we all like him Oh, I see here. what you did there. Yeah, that's nice, huh? So uh, if you haven't had the chance to check that out or you don't know who John Candy is, <laughs> whoa. Uh, hold on. Uh, whoa. Hold uh, my beer. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to go check that out. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, J-Rod. Hit me. Don't hit me. That would probably I'm going to tell you, man. Um, came out at Sundance. I knew some people that saw it at Sundance. Like, I have some fucked up shit. And I was like, huh, I got to see this. Let me see. Let me see if it's fucked up. Uh, it's called Leaving Neverland. Mm. It's about oh, Michael yeah. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a four-hour documentary. You go, four-hour documentary. Yep. It flies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and I'm going to tell you, uh, some disturbing stuff in yeah, that. Man. If you have not seen it, brace yourself. If you are a huge Michael Jackson fan, brace yourself. I might not watch it. I'm going to tell you (laughs) that. If you're a Michael Jackson fan. uh, I think you should. Okay. But I think that I'm going to go ahead and tell you this, and I feel that uh, I feel that I'm I feel that I'm fairly uh, correct in my assumptions. I have always thought, and it was always a joke growing up, that Michael Jackson eh, was a little uh, too friendly with the little boys, and mm-hmm. you know, um, insensitive jokes were made in high school, and and all that kind of stuff about it. And then um, real life situations came about, and he was cleared, and you know, no, a lot he was of people found not guilty. Yeah, not guilty, cleared completely of all uh, charges. Uh, it's actually and, not true. Just because you're found not guilty doesn't mean you're cleared. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay, guilty is charged. <laughs> uh, but uh, I will say that um, I, knowing what I thought that I knew about Michael Jackson when this came out, I was like, let's see what's going on here, and. While I think that there is definitely some truth 
to uh, probably what these guys are saying. I think also there is a lot of exploitedness um, that mm. these people are doing. Uh, a to the try to filmmakers, not the filmmakers, okay. the two kids specifically speaking oh, the out. Gotcha. Um, they, if you do some digging, mm-hmm. and you don't have to dig that hard, all you got to do is type it into the Google. Uh, this is not the first time they have sought attention and or money after or in the wake of Jackson's passing because, shockingly uh, to some, Michael Jackson took care of this family very, very well monetarily. Mm -hmm. So that does not mean that he was not doing inappropriate stuff. He definitely was confirmed that he slept in the same bed as... um, the you know younger twelve year old kid well younger than that. Yeah. Uh, there was some twelve year olds, but he, roughly these two are like seven, mm-hmm. you know, ten, and um, for like two years. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that the parents were there, but they, I don't know if they were just like caught up in the lifestyle of it or whatever, but they were just like, ah, oh, he's fine, you know, whatever, and yeah. I can do all this, and who mm-hmm. knows, but. I got to say that, you know, I'm just going to call shenanigans that it could be shoddy parenting because I think to myself, there's no way that anybody's going to let that happen. And then I go abducted in plain sight. Same time frame-ish. Maybe people were just that much more trusting in the fucking late 80s and 90s. I don't know. Well, I mean, you remember those commercials, I'm sure. It's 10 o'clock. Where is your kid at? Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know where your children are? Yeah. There was a big um, public service campaign um, uh, in the late 80s and early 90s about protect your children and stuff like that. Um, I don't know that if that was also part of scare tactics or whatever. Yeah, I don't know either, but I'll tell you this. uh, Had I not seen that abducted in plain sight, I'd have been like, there's no way this would have ever been able to happen. And then if I hadn't, somebody could have been like, boy, do I have a story for you. (laughs) Oh, man, it involves uh, one guy whacking him in his station wagon and another, you know, he needed some relief and... And there was, you know, he was dating his daughter and he was screwing his mother and, and the dad was jerking him off. And you go, hold on. And you go, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. You go, no, it's not. You go, Netflix, bro. Mm-hmm. You need to get <laughs> Netflix, up on that. bro. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get up on that, man. Dunked it in place. like how that's the Trump card. <laughs> Netflix, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you got to, you know, Netflix can teach you anything. Indeed. Uh, but I mean, you know, so this is what I say. I definitely think Michael Jackson did some some bad stuff. If what these boys say is true, then what we just kind of thought that Michael Jackson did would not fall under the same umbrella. He would be labeled a monster, an act, an absolute fucking monster. Yeah. If I mean, I'm not saying that he's not, even if he's doing weird stuff with them in bed, but like specifically, if he did the stuff that these kids said. Uh, dude, it's bad. Oh yeah, it's I'm, awful. I'm not sure. So he had like um, tr- pressure sensors, so when people would walk down the hall towards his bedroom, like a bell would play and stuff. So they yeah. talk about some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, he had a bed hidden away in all kinds of areas mm-hmm. of the Neverland Ranch, where he could disappear to uh, yeah. and stuff. So we're not really ever gonna know what the full truth is because we can't really uh especially now at this point too with michael jackson being deceased and all like there's just no real way um and i guess what uh the only thing that really kind of sticks out 
for me is I'm like, as they're telling the story, I'm like, this is terrible. And yeah, if that, if that happened, that's just awful. And I, but something like that maybe could have happened, but here's what I don't like. And that is the guy that he actually got in trouble for was not a part of this. Um, the guy that he went to court for actually doing stuff with was not a part of this. There was no new evidence at all that was based in fact. It was just these two guys telling a very nasty and unfortunate story Yeah, where there's no way that it can be refuted from the other side because it's just not possible. And it all happened in private. It all happened in private. So, I mean, this all could very well be true, but the skeptic in me says, I think he was doing some stuff. I don't think he was doing that stuff, but I'm not saying he couldn't. I'm just saying I need to know a little bit more before I can completely, I mean, the doctor that his doctor, the one that killed him, <laughs> uh, eventually, yeah, uh, uh, said released in a, I can't remember if it was a statement or a book or something or an in interview that um, he was chemically castrated by his father. So a lot of the stuff these, if that is true, then the, if that a lot is of the, true, the, then a lot of the stuff those guys are saying he did wouldn't be possible. Yeah, I was gonna say if that is true, then everything they said was a lie. Yeah. Because, I mean, they were talking specifically about wiener stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, I that's when I was like, this just seems not like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see Michael Jackson doing some stuff. I can, but I also know also that Michael Jackson was a little fucking weird because he didn't have a childhood and he legitimately tried to buy one. Well, uh, I, th- I think you know? he was weird for other reasons and, as well. Well, I'm, I haven't even got to that yet. <laughs> I'm just saying that it, when it comes to regards of him surrounding himself with lots of children, I don't think he was diddling all of them. Old Mr. He, Jackson, little our big man Joe Jackson, was not a nice no, man. No, sir, and he did a number on them all. Yeah, I can promise you that. I'm just saying that when you watch this, you got to keep in mind that these are guys that are saying this that can't, nothing bad can happen about it. Nobody can come out and say, you know what? You're a liar. Because, Actually, some people have. Well, they have. Yeah. Well, many people have. Yeah. There, there's a whole campaign going, and there's even no, posters I mean, like, for it. No, I mean, like, credible people, like not this. just oh, I know. like fans. Oh, and I, stuff, no, yeah. I'm talking about that. Yeah. Very credible people, and they're being sued. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying. There's no way to prove that you're a liar, and there's no way to prove that you're honest either. Mm-hmm. That's weird. So you can't just make up your, it's your an mind. It's unfalsifiable claim. Yeah. You, you can't just make up your complete and total mind on your feelings about Michael Jackson based upon what you see in this four-hour documentary. Now, that can add to or subtract what you want to. You just got to know that he probably did some stuff that was not cool. And in and of <laughs> itself, just being in the bed with a 13 or 12 or 7-year-old child is already taboo. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the absolute worst of what these people are saying. Because I just mm. I just don't think he could have got away with that for as long as he did. Oh, but, he could have. But money can yeah. do that. You know what I'm saying? Well, you got handlers and people. Time, and, by the time the internet was what it was, he was old and... Yeah, you could never do any of this now, just like the abducted in plain sight. That does not work in the time that we live in now. It's just not possible. I think there's a lot of of room back in those days. I mean, the further back you go, the more you can get away with, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, just look at fucking Ted Bundy. He wouldn't have been able to get away with half the shit he did. He's a creepy motherfucker, There's that guy, Denny Hastert, who was Speaker of the House, who was just went to jail. He's like 90 years old, I think, almost. And how long did that fucking mayor of Washington, D.C. be freebasing coke before he got caught? At least some years. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. 
Well, that man liked his crack cocaine, I'll tell you that. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> you got me. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's that's my thoughts uh, on uh, on that right there. Indeed, you can call that a you can call that a review uh, if you want to. <laughs> um, One in the books. Yeah. Uh, so, have you heard about this uh, this this Momo challenge? No, I mean maybe, but I don't think it's so. dumb. Uh, I'm not going to give it much credence to talk about it because I don't really think it's necessary. Just if you have a youngster and they start bringing up the Momo stuff, get into the internet, look at it, and and tell them it ain't no thing uh, because it's the, just the newest trend in challenges and sometimes subjective ones like this. Oh, is this the scary pictures mm, one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and sometimes things like this, it's not the action uh, itself. It's what it does when deciding whether you want to subject oneself to it or not, I guess. And you just need to be aware. Although I think it's painfully stupid and I would think that most kids would too. So stupid. It's turned itself into a meme already. (laughs) So, well, uh, that doesn't take much time anymore. No, it doesn't. Uh, I mean, theoretically you could fart and then three minutes later, somebody will have a picture of you farting with a funny comment. You know what I'm saying? The the internet works quick. (laughs) It really does. Yeah. And I'm, I'm cycling through all this news and I just, I just can't keep up. So here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to go ahead and, uh, transfer on. Oh, oh, wait, I gotta, uh, I gotta say this first. This is pretty funny. So, uh, there was, there was a guy that did a screen cap. And he, and he's tired to type it into Google. You know, your auto touch can be a bit aggressive mm-hmm. these days, uh, and it fills it in for you. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, so this this guy typed into Google, "Does Batman?" and then the top results: Does Batman die? Does Batman kill? Does Batman fly? Does Batman have superpowers? Does Batman have a son? Lastly, does Batman die in Infinity War? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, well, people don't know. You can't <laughs> hold on. Can't be angry at people for not knowing. Hold stuff. on, and then my friend says, "Well, does he?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> um, I watched Titans. I'm uh, gonna go with no. <laughs> I watched Titans on uh, DC uh, in their platform, and I've started with the Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. Pretty damn good stuff there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I can't. I'm not gonna. You know, spend a lot of time on it just because I watch so many shows. I'm gonna go yay or nay. The Umbrella Academy, fucking awesome on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's badass. Already greenlit for a second seek or for a sequel for season two, and uh, it's it's a real fun watch. Um, if you if you've not seen it, check it out. It's again, it's one of them Netflix things. Oh hey, I can watch this at home. I don't even have to leave my house. It's quite. Quite nice. Uh, the Titans, the Doom Patrol, I actually like a little more uh, than the Titans, but Titans was really good. And Doom Patrol's even better. You go, what the fuck is Doom Patrol? I know. I thought the same thing. It's DC comic book characters that most likely you are not familiar with. I can't attest to everybody's knowledge of comics, but I know a lot about them, and I didn't know about these guys. Um, <laughs> I didn't. Um, but I, did, I do know about the Teen Titans, oh, and yeah. what this mm-hmm. has done is basically taken the teen out of it they're adult titans, and these these are rated R shows. These are HBO like Showtime shows. There's f bombs. There's titties. Like speaking of, when's, where's that Watchmen at? It's uh, it's coming this year. I keep yeah. seeing promos for it, like in front of John Oliver and stuff like nice. that. You know, it's like so it's coming. It's with the uh, we got the best shit this year. Game of Thrones, The Watchmen, and like a few other things. True Detective. And, yeah. Well. Yeah, and you know, a True Detective, a big improvement from season two. 
But man, man, it was boring. They had the best acting in the world with one of the best actors in the world, literally, Mahershala Ali, who has two Oscars now. Yeah. Uh, and he acted the shit out of it. And so did uh, uh, Brad Brad Dorfer, Stephen Dorfer. I always get him mixed up. The one that did the smoking commercial and was in the Blade movie, not the one that did Chucky's voice. Right. Yeah. Um, they acted phenomenally, um, as was the makeup and everything else. But the story was boring as shit, man. And the finale is not the payoff was not worth the wait. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's no, um, uh, the man hunt at the uh, season one at the end of episode there. Oh fuck. Yeah. Nothing's ever going to beat season one. And I think that's its own problem is it was just so, so good season one that it's never going to be lost. Yeah. It's never going to be able to beat itself. It's just, yeah. it's that damn good. So, uh, that's at least the major news of the week that we are in. Um, I don't know if you didn't know this or not. This is pretty cool. We didn't know this at the time because it, it came out after the Oscars uh, were over, so we didn't see it during our live broadcast. But uh, everybody's favorite McAvoy, James McAvoy. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to talk about McAvoys, right? Yeah, why wouldn't, yeah. Why, why wouldn't it be James? Of course. Uh, no, I like this dude quite a bit. He's a good actor. He plays a, a, a damn fine Professor X and an even better beast with multiple personalities. Uh, he was going around the Oscars. He was one of the presenters, and clearly he was like, I don't deserve to be here, and I don't know why I'm here, but I'm damn glad I'm here. <laughs> Had super famous people sign his shirt. I'll show you here. Oh, okay? nice. Yeah. Like yeah. a true fanboy, and mm -hmm. these are like Oscar-winning signatures mm -hmm. on his shirt. And you go, that's cool. He's a, he's a, he's a fanboy. Uh, I like that. The next day... James McAvoy was like, remember when I told you I had all those people sign my shirt? I'm not crazy. I did it for a reason. A, I do love all these people, but I am going to sell it for charity. I'm going to mm. raffle it off. Whoever wants to pay the most for the shirt is going to get the shirt, and all the proceeds go to charity. So that's a hell of a Aww. nice guy. A hell of a cool move right there. That's a good right PR move. Yeah. It really is. Uh, and, and when you say PR, but here's the thing. It didn't get much PR at all. Yeah, sometimes that's the best. I, I had to be, I, I was told, I knew of the shirt being signed. Mm -hmm. It was only on one radio station that he he auctioned it off for charity. It was BBC because he's, he's yeah. British. He is. Um, and that, I'm sure it was for some. BBC you know, America. That, yeah, something like that. Uh, but, I mean, that's pretty fucking cool, though. Am I right? Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, and you uh, had spoken during I'd, the Oscars. I'd pay five whole dollars for that shirt. You at the Oscars, I remember it, and if you don't, it's on uh, uh, record. Uh, we can go back. Remember you were saying something about the lighting during uh, the the shallow performance. You're like, oh, they got this weird, got this weird like amber light thing going on. I thought it was weird the way they were lighting the audience and the stage and the way the camera angle they had on it. Yeah, I remember that. Well, and you thought that the color was, you, you were like, That's, I mean, yeah. It was like gold. Like it made her look like a super over tan. Yeah, they they both kind of did. Um, I found out why. Mm. Uh, that color mm -hmm. was the color of the diamond encased in the surrounding of other diamonds that she was wearing mm -hmm. around her neck. Very good. Um, and you say, yeah, did big she throw fucking deal. The sea? Uh, no, they wanted to highlight the diamond mm. because the diamond was a $30 million diamond. Yeah. Just the centerpiece, mm -hmm. not the rest of the shit. Yeah. So they wanted to like, if she's wearing a $30 million diamond, we're going to light that fucker. <laughs> and that's what they <laughs> We don't light. care if the actors yeah. look dead. No, they're like, we want to put the light on. Fuck. We're lighting the fucking diamond here. Uh, 
they'll get over it. Oh, very uh, well. okay, and, well. and <laughs> that, that's a choice they made then, I guess. It absolutely was. And Lady Gaga, she even had something to say about it. She's like, "Yeah, they really wanted to enhance the diamond." And I was, she's like, "I was nervous as hell wearing the thing." She's like, "I didn't." She's like, "It's beautiful," but like, I what if I lost it? <laughs> you know, what if it fell? What? If, she's like, "So yeah, when they say they want to do this with the diamond, you just go, uh huh." <laughs> it, yeah so sure. it, it was a fun little interview it was the night after the oscars on jimmy kimmel because mm. all of the david spade, man david spade sp- sparked the whole thing david spade was like yeah so these two are fucking <laughs> good for him <laughs> on instagram and stirring some shit yeah up. And, and basically that started the whole conversation people were like you're right david spade they are fucking <laughs> they totally are they're gonna do it right now as soon as they go backstage <laughs> right on camera right off camera <laughs> that's right uh and lastly, my favorite Onion headline from from that night, uh, The Onion put out an article that says, quote, you know I directed it too, Bradley Cooper says out loud to no one in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because it got nominated for everything but director because maybe they're like, fuck you, Bradley Cooper, I don't they know. They can't but... give an Oscar to a raccoon. They just can't. They can't. <laughs> it's true. You get out of here, you triangle face monkey. <laughs> Trash panda. Is that a good thing? <laughs> it's so much worse. Uh, so, okay. So, that being said, uh, we are going to shift. We're going to play some tunes, and then we're going to talk about some movies. When are we going to do it? Uh, not now, but now. So, um, you might not have known this because we didn't know this either uh, until it went off stage. But did you know that Rami Malek, he got his Oscar mm-hmm. and he fell off stage? I did. And then yeah. he had to be checked out by a paramedic and everything else. He even had to miss the picture with the best actor winners. The, the other three that won the, the acting awards, he, he had to miss gave, it. Cause he he was also being... made some creepy video about him talking about the things he likes in the world. And it's oh, creepy as shit. Really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> I did not know about that. I also didn't know that this guy was 37 years old. Yeah. I thought he was in his 20s. No. 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 Dude's like almost 40. Yeah. He's two years younger than me. That's mm-hmm. or, Yeah. Damn, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I don't have no Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You I know, right? I should. Jeez. They should give out Oscars for you know podcasts. What? You, know what? you know what? I'm going to make you one. I'll take it. All right. I'd have took that Lego I'll get, one. I'll get you one of those like world's greatest dads. Yeah, one. I'll take that. I'll, I'll yeah, just change it though to best actor. Uh, <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah. put a piece of tape over it, or yeah, you, you're good with metals. I think you can oh, handle right. it. You know what I'm saying? I want to. I want a polished wooden base with a nameplate. Never I'm, done I'm too serious. much engraving, but I'll figure it out. Oh, you'll get it. Oh yeah, it's like, just gonna like take a knife, it's like tattooing, carve it in there. You know best. what I'm saying? That's how they do Actually. tattoos, right? Small knives, yeah. <laughs> Small knives and, and ink Actually. pen ink. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and a lighter mm-hmm. to make it warm. <laughs> yeah, just, so it doesn't hurt as much. <laughs> we got to get that skin penetration in there. You know what I'm Indeed. saying? <laughs> so um, yeah, a lot of movies to talk about. I don't know if I can go in depth on all of the stuff that came out but I, I can promise you you'll leave with a pretty good idea of whether they're going to be up your alley or whether they won't so um that being said there's so many movies i need to pull up a list 
so I don't get off track. Fucking list. I know. It's crazy. Is it like written on a piece of paper? Or? It's written on my phone. Mm, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cruise through here. I'm going to start with the one that the, uh, the opening music was from. Uh, that's the Lego Movie 2. They brought back the Lonely Island uh, for that. And, of course, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Uh, you know, they're doing their, their thing, uh, being funny in their Lego ways. And, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but if you're like, what is that catchy tune? Well, <laughs> that catchy tune is catchy tune from the Lego movie too. Indeed. Um, and done by Lonely Island. Lonely Island announced they were also going on their first ever multiple city tour. And when I say multiple city, I'm talking seven shows, but still <laughs> would be so cool if they would even come close to around here and they don't know they do not. Really? They don't even, they yeah. don't even get any further than Missouri. Oh, like interesting. The whole East coast is no, you know, no, no lonely Island for you. But to think about it Bastards. though, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where Andy Samberg spends more of his time now. I know he was a New York guy for forever. He's making movies. He's in LA, but he's also doing Brooklyn nine, nine. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. But again, there was a lot of movies shot or a lot of TV shows that were based in New York that were filmed in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Most notably Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, which is still people still say, no, that was not filmed in LA. Oh, yes, it was. Live studio. It was also at the time the most expensive set ever built for television. This has been way surpassed now. But they built Seinfeld. It was the first sitcom. They built them their own New York Street set that was as big as a but you're yeah, walking like down an actual half street. A mile long, yeah, it? it's pretty crazy uh, that they did that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Seinfeld was Seinfeld. So, um, I think I'm going to start though <clears throat> with Lego Movie Part Two. I have a review from me, and then also um, a review that uh, not a review, but I was talking to uh, somebody who had brought some youths with them uh, to see it, and I got their perspective as well, which is very unique and not probably what you would think. It would be. Mm -hmm. So um, what did you think of the first Lego movie? Oh, I loved it. It was beautiful. It was a heartwarming tale. I really liked the the the, the human aspect they kind of incorporated at the end. But. Yeah. Uh, so what's nice about that is I can tell you that they definitely continue that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I thought the Lego movie, too, was great. Same, the same type of puns. <clears throat> um same type of humor, uh, a lot of the same vocal talent coming back. Um, they changed a couple of things, like they changed, they swapped T.J. Miller out of How to Train Your Dragon, which I knew they would. But man, <laughs> it kept fucking with me every time he was talking because I'm like, he's not supposed to sound like that. But you know, T.J. Miller, you can't do what you did. Your career is done, bud. Pretty uh, much <laughs> yeah. now and forever. You can go on. Uh, it's not good living it up on you know your local comedy circuits, but that's about all. <laughs> You're going to get, because uh, you did some some bad shit. Mm -hmm. but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Lego Movie 2, not as well received as Lego Movie 1. Um, I think it's it's mostly by a, by a younger audience that, that perceives it that way, which is what makes this so intriguing. So what I liked Lego Movie 2. It had lots of jokes that I understood. It had lots of references that I understood. And that and therein lies the problem for some of the youth because um the girl that had taken um her uh, they're her they're her they are her nieces, but they are like her daughters because she takes care of them okay so she took them to see the Lego movie two because they all love Lego movie one, but they did not uh the 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 kids did not 
like Lego Movie 2 as much because, uh, and she explained it as, as such, and it makes sense. The jokes, she said Lego Movie 2, she felt, was more for us adults as opposed to... Uh, to being a movie that was made for kids. It's a movie mm-hmm. that kids can watch, but it's a movie that adults are going to get all the jokes and kids aren't going to. Um, she yeah. said there were so many jokes and you know how Chris uh, Miller and, and Phil Lord are. They're rapid fire pop culture jokes here yeah. and there, superhero funnies and and just random uh, fast paced jokes on topical climate of what we are living in right now. So um, they the kids didn't get a lot of the jokes, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And the, so they weren't, shame. Uh, they weren't understanding necessarily all of it. And then this one, uh, was a lot more, uh, you know, the first one had the song, everything is awesome. Right. This one had musical numbers by oh. multiple cast members and multiple songs. <laughs> and it was more like a musical than the first one. And the kids did not like that. Oh, really? They they liked the 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 one song the well, song that was the Lonely Island song right. the catchy song, mm-hmm. uh, and you say what you keep saying the catchy song it's actually called the catchiest song in the world or yeah. something like that. So and you, once you hear it you'll know why because you'll be this is so annoying but you'll be bobbing your head. I kinda. believe it's just the catchy song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when when you hear it you'll know. But uh, you know when I started thinking about that it makes a lot of sense to me that unless you are, I'll say twelve or older. You know, you might not um, be able to grasp everything. And this is brought to you. If you finish the original Lego movie, you'll know that the, at the end, um, the sister, they all get to play with the stuff now. And then the sister comes in. From playing at Duplo. From, yeah. And that's where the movie picks up. So um, they're still incorporating that. And there's actually a really nice family message along the lines with the Will Ferrell and the kid. Mm-hmm. They bring the kid back and the sister back. And they're dealing with the mom. Because they couldn't get Will Ferrell back, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if they wanted to, they probably could have. But yeah. he's a busy guy too. Well, um, he's busy sulking after his Sherlock Holmes movie. He didn't oh, do so God. He, how did everybody not know that it was going to be shitty? Like seriously, yeah. it looked know. awful. Yeah, and like even in the previews, nary a funny thing said by either man. So like, I'm just like, this looks really dumb. And we, and, but uh, I think um, that was the goal of it too. Is just yeah, to be dumb. it was. But even when they announced it, I was like, "That's going to be stupid. <laughs> That's not going to make any money." Guess what? I guess I'm a soothsayer because uh, I I called that one. You read the tea leaves. But yeah, I I as an adult enjoyed the Lego Movie too, where I would rate the first one like a 95. percent You know, like yeah, you got a, a you know yeah. a, a bona fide hit on your hands. The second one, I'd go at like an 80 percent. Going, that was a a good solid follow-up sequel to me the adult Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. the to the younger kids and this is only a sample size of like three you know um other than the kids that we were with too weren't laughing when we were in the theater (laughs) Uh, they weren't uh it was it was odd just over their heads well i think so i think a lot of it was so rapid fire and so you know inside jokes with with uh, the Green Lantern and Superman, but the jokes were really more about Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum mm-hmm. and their little jabs, you know, from their connectedness, the cinematic connectedness that right. that they have done with the Twenty One Jump, Jump Street, Street also that, yeah. 
Phil Lord and Chris Miller movies as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just don't, you know, a twelve year old's not going to be like, you know, it was really funny that that the Green Tatum. Landing uh, and, and Channing Tatum the, as as Superman were arguing about things that they had in Twenty One Jump Street and Twenty Two Jump Street, which were also made by Phil Miller and Chris Lord. Uh, I think that that was brilliant that they brought that call back back. Like, no 12-year-old's going to think that. I would like to talk to that 12-year-old. Yeah, if, they, they, if they, there was a 12-year-old that did mm-hmm. that, I'd be like, oh, this kid's going to be smart. <laughs> yeah. He, damn, I had to go to About school something. to learn some shit like that. Cause yeah. Damn. Uh, but, but no, that's just... That's that's where the issue, I think, lies, and that's where the communication breakdown, and that's why you're not hearing about it being a smash success. Because think about it. When the Lego movie came out, everything was awesome for everyone, and everybody was talking about it. Have yeah. you heard that about the Lego movie, too? No. All I did was I sent you a small text, and I said, Lego movie, too, very worthy follow-up. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. And it is. It's a follow-up. It's not as good, but it's still worth seeing. Is it worth you dropping movie theater prices on? I can't tell you that uh, because, again, it's tough. Um, it, it's tough. Now, before I go on, I need to – I want to uh, address a couple of things on the show. I'm going to address something about Rotten Tomatoes here in a second. And uh, this is very tough for me to say, uh, but I hope if – he is listening. Uh, we here at How Simp Sees It owe a lot of our uh, early successes, a lot of our uh, just general um, good feelings and good times over the past five years, over the past four years almost, with uh, our friend Chad, who uh, was working out at our local uh, theater of choice through three different movie chains, Yeah, uh, starting with Rave, moving through Carmike and then AMC. He is uh, no longer with the company and has moved on to a better job. Uh, so we yeah. just want to say that uh, we miss him out there at the AMC, and we wish you best, buddy. And uh, Yeah, thanks for all the support, man. Yeah, it'll never be the same without you. And quite frankly, without your support, I don't know if I would have believed in myself and jazzed myself up enough to keep it rolling as long as uh, it has. And now it's become a part of me, so... Uh, I thank you for that because, really, uh, you were there for us a lot, especially towards the startup. So uh, thanks, man. Uh, it was really, really nice being able to work with you. And it's even nice, even nicer that we are friends now. So uh, that is going to bring us to Rotten Tomatoes. And, boy, did they have a scandal on their hands. Can you imagine what it was? Any guesses? Um Somebody hacked their algorithm and was messing with numbers. Well, I'm going to say that you might be correct because you heard that earlier on the show, and that's very astute of you as you were a very smart man. However, mm. no. Somebody <laughs> hacked their algorithm and messed with their numbers. Oh, okay. Can All you right. believe it? No. I, I'm totally shocked, actually. <laughs> Russians, dude. Uh, no. I bet it was. <laughs> <laughs> Did you replace the guy doing the thing with aliens? And you just Russians. Indeed. It applies to everything. Okay, so... You may have heard of this little rinky-dink movie studio called Marvel Studios. Mm, mm-hmm. They make movies about things. They do. Otherworldly yeah. things yeah. at times. Yeah. They have otherworldly thing coming up here soon. Yep. Uh, known as Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go, yeah, I love him. Wrong. Uh, well, no. Cause, you could be, right, depending well, on what you're talking about. I guess. If you're a DC fan that's from like the early days and you're like, it's Captain Marvel, actually, and we need to do some talking. Uh, <laughs> no, this is Carol Danvers, and if you need the whole history lesson, 
look it up because you don't want to be the guy that doesn't know and you go, oh, Captain Marvel's a girl? Huh? <laughs> and you go, nobody would be that dumb. And I go, I wish. I mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. really wish. Because if you get on the internet and you do the thing I you're not supposed to do. I can't believe they changed her to a girl. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude. Mm-hmm. For real. Okay, so people are writing out sentences. I can't even make this up. I can't believe they would take a great character like Captain Marvel and turn her into a girl. Oh, man. <laughs> Where to start uh, with this? Um, first off... <laughs> Okay, uh, it, rival companies had the same names and things had to be changed because of it. There was a male character that had the name Captain Marvel over in DC Comics. To sum it up shortly, Marvel couldn't use the name uh, in the same for a guy character. So you know what they did? Ah, we'll just make her a lady. Mm-hmm. And then there was not the one that we're going to see, Carol Danvers, but there was two other ones before that, and it all went there. So Google the shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. there for you. You know what I'm saying? But what I don't like is when people say dumb shit like that, and they don't even have the inclination to give it a Google. Oh, why is Captain Marvel a girl? If you don't read comic books, that's a fair question, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But if you do read comic books, you know. But if you don't, say I'd never read a comic book in my life, but I loved Marvel movies, and I'm like, Captain Marvel, that sounds like uh, another Captain America type character. Let me look into that. Oh, it's a girl. Okay, why is it a girl? I get that. Mm-hmm. But to to just actively go out and be like, oh, they're changing characters into girls now. This uh, can't believe this outrage culture. Everybody's such well, PC there's also trolls blah, blah. who pretend to be that guy, too. Well, I'm going to get to those trolls in a minute <laughs> because they play a part here as well. I'm sure they do. These are just the stupid people. Don't they always? Yeah, these are just the stupid people. Mm-hmm. And then the We're trolls, just addressing the morons Yeah, right now. And then the trolls see it and they go, I didn't think anybody could possibly be this stupid. So what we're going to do, it's like the Wreck-It Ralph thing in the this end. This one where they goes find to the, 11. Well, remember in the end of Wreck-It Ralph where they're like, you know what, we're going we're gonna to send the virus in where it can find your own insecurity and then just clone it mm-hmm. and then make it take over everything. Basically, that's what little boy trolls did to <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes about Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel at the beginning of last week came out and it was at like a 40-something on Rotten Tomatoes, which immediately made everyone's eyebrows go, huh? Because that has not happened. <laughs> that would be the uh, lowest opening yeah, score for a Marvel that movie has ever. never yeah. happened to Marvel. And they go, something wrong here. And they found out. Yeah, it was a bunch of people. They had bots and other sorts of things basically attack the website and put out tons and tons and tons and fanboys typing up, just flooding it with negative reviews. Because uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't like the term toxic masculinity. I don't like that. However, when you see it in action, you can understand why they call it that because that's all I can think of is these people are so insecure with themselves that they can't root for a character that is based on a female. And I I don't understand. I think, uh, well... I don't get it. That's because there's they have it's like you said the virus they have such insecurities and I know. and I think um uh, uh the the rate at which people hate something is directly proportionate to the rate at which they hate themselves. Yeah, well, that's uh, nice. I like that. Yeah, I th- I think that's one of the truest things um Yeah, that's, a, that's about a, angry people specifically. That's a good that's a good quote. Put that on a t-shirt. Seriously, that's <laughs> yeah, good stuff yeah. there. So 
they they ended up having to go in and Rotten Tomatoes now has a new whole approval system so that can't happen anymore and it got adjusted and it's in like the high 80s now I think it's at 92 actually it might it may go down but as of now at least before mass release it's in the 92s and all of the word of mouth from the screenings are very positive so yeah. um but they had to completely change their whole system now um and no fans at all no matter if you're a super reviewer, a top contributor, an editor, or whatever, unless you are, uh, you know, working for a company, the, the New York Times, the Chicago Trib, the Post, whatever, you don't get to put your your reviews out on them before the movie comes out anymore. Mm-hmm. That has been ruined now by those nice. those those same fanboys, which I think it's needed to be that way for quite some time. Frankly, yeah. Um, Why would it be any other way? Yeah, actually? and this is not the first time that this has happened. Uh, it goes back to the Last Jedi, which I they did say it was Russians, and I think it's more along the lines of what we're seeing here. People have a problem for some reason with Ray being the title hero. No, of, I think. Well, I think of, it, of the series, it could be that I think people just like to hate on things that people like. Just because they think it's funny. Well, I've seen specifically the anti-female hate, and yeah, or, and, and I the... don't, I don't, I don't get that. Like, there are awesome female superheroes. I'm, yeah, I'm sure there ones. are people who genuinely hate the idea that there are powerful women in the world. I'm sure, but I think those people are fewer and far between than it seems, given these. Um, uh, events. Um, well, I thought that until the the flood of the bad Captain Marvel came out, and when it came down to it, what's your problem with this movie? And you haven't even seen it. Well, she's a girl. I don't think they have a problem. I think they just think it's funny to shit on things. Ah, uh, these people have specifically said it's because of, it's because I'm sure, I don't it's care what they say. They're lying. Yeah, they could. <laughs> they're be. they're just making up stories to. J- now they get to say that they were responsible for changing the way Rotten Tomatoes works, and it's yeah, yeah, the small, small the little side. win and achievement they've got in their life just I because guess. they said shitty things. It's true. I mean, you can't argue with it. I don't. I think they don't. I don't think they're necessarily saying it because they believe it. I think they're saying it because it's a shitty thing to say. Yeah, that makes sense too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's a big thing that's went down uh, over this past week, and I just. Guys, chill out. Captain Marvel's badass. Uh, I've yeah, read it's gonna the comics. Be fine. She's she. It, if you don't know much about Captain Marvel, I'm gonna tell you this: if there's one person that can whip Thanos' ass, like not just like, hey, I'm gonna come down there. This is gonna be a tough fight, but like, I can fuck you up. Yeah, it's Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll see if you go watch the movie you're complaining about. <laughs> she's a badass. Yeah. Uh, you know. And I don't get this either, and it all comes back to where, where that, that term, this this toxic masculinity. People are hating on Brie Larson. They're saying, oh, well, she's a, she's a bitch. Oh, she's got a resting bitch face. Oh, she shows no emotion. She has zero range. She won a fucking Oscar for best yeah. best actor and people are like that doesn't matter it's a participation trophy the oscars are blah 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 and i do get that to an extent but like legitimately talent is there and i don't think any of you motherfuckers have seen room like i don't think you've seen it i don't think you know what it is i don't think you know that she was in it i think all you think of her is that she was in scott pilgrim yeah. and that's and she was in that tv show the united states of terror Indeed. that's not the case um she is an academy award-winning actress she has talent the things that she was doing in that trailer did not necessarily call for her to smile the entire time 
Um, all true, all true. I still think um, it's a mistake to take these things uh, that seriously uh, for two reasons. Number one, I don't think they're serious, um, as I've mm-hmm. already laid out. Number two, if they are serious, they're certainly not serious people. It's true. So it's just something that I keep seeing more and more pop up uh, well, and when it as comes, it gets closer. When it comes down to toxic masculinity, like we have all these like new phrases i know there's a ton of new phrases it used to just be called being an asshole and being condescending and And being a being a right prick yeah and that's and that's why i still i i i i don't like that's why i said i don't like the word toxic toxic like you said it's just hey you're a dick i know and i don't it's the same reason i would or a lot of the same reasons i don't like uh, mansplaining no you're being condescending everyone can be condescending it's it's no different when a dude does it than when a woman does it it's no different now there are probably some men who do it more often than most people yes i'm sure there are anyway yeah no, it's it's all in the same family mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> in the end, though, I think Brie Larson's going to be just fine. I think the movie's going to be real good. And what's really nice is she found she forged a super awesome friendship with Samuel L. Jackson out of this, and nice. uh, that's pretty got to be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I would like to be friends with Samuel L. Jackson. If you don't know, Spike Lee is basically responsible for. Saving Samuel Jackson's life. Samuel Jackson was a heroin addict at 43 years old. He needed to get his shit together. His daughter came in, discovered him, uh, not overdosed, but, you know, needle in arm, fucked up, mm-hmm. and uh, he needed to get help, The and the and the daughter got him help. This is a young daughter, and that embarrassed the shit out of him. So he went to rehab. He got out of rehab. Spike Lee did do the right thing. And uh, he cast Sam Jackson as a crack addict because that's what he was addicted to in real life. And he took that and he ran with that motherfucker until they got into Pulp Fiction. And then he busted the fuck out at 46 years of age. So he grinded it out. And, uh, yeah, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That, that's a dude that I want to talk to and get to know. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know he's I mean? lived some shit. Like, seriously, like, I want to talk to that guy because, seriously, he has turned... From uh, a 43-year-old heroin crack addict into an absolute legend of film, uh, Mm -hmm. which is pretty badass. So uh, I'm excited for Captain Marvel. Um, I was also one of my most excited movies that I was ready for for the whole entire year was the How to Train Your Dragon. The Hidden World. Oh, is this is like the third one? Right? Yeah, the yeah. third and final one of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is our last go around, and uh, I can tell you this: it is probably the second or third best movie I've seen all year. Oh wow! And it's as perfect of a fitting end as it can possibly be for this story, and then some. Uh, That's saying something. Yeah, and for me, it doesn't get marks off. Good old it's Jay Barishall. It is a 100% satisfier. Uh, I had not a single nit to pick with this film whatsoever. <laughs> it was beautiful. It got dusty in there. I had to wipe my eyes towards the end. Aww. It was, yeah, I'm telling you, man. Uh, it, this this is my favorite animated franchise of all time. And when I go in with expectations like that to end my favorite animated series of all time over the three movies they put out were high and they exceeded them. Wow. They exceeded them. It's a tall order. Oh, yes, it was. Also, we, me and you, me Mm. and Anna, uh, we have gone to 3D movies out uh, at the AMC 
a lot. Yeah. Not IMAX 3D, just regular 3D. Mm, and when okay, we do, yeah. mm-hmm. we're usually one of six people in there. Yeah. Theater in 3D was full, had to wait in, in a line to get in. Oh. And it wasn't even opening day. It was like Sunday. <laughs> well, that can be worse, too, because people going after religious services around here. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, but I've done it on Sundays before for mm-hmm. big releases. I ain't seen a line outside of a regular 3D in three years. Well, I think, you know, I think this is a big franchise. I think a lot of people were. I think, well, this they, had, f- they had the IMAX and they had other theaters. Mm-hmm. People chose to see this in 3D. Mm. And that's something that I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, that is. Because I, I choose to see the 3D. Mm-hmm. I'm in there and there ain't nobody in there usually. Mm-hmm. But for this one, full theater uh, with other choices available. Yeah. So they actively chose. To pay more to see the 3D. Well, and that's what I was going to say. With, with the the emotional attachment to the franchise itself, you spring for those extra you few do. dollars. You do. You want the best experience you're going to get out of it. And luckily, uh, it delivers. Yeah. I've loved each one of these movies just a little bit more than the one in front of it, and I love them all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I just I say thank you and bravo uh, to uh dreamworks uh on this uh franchise here they one yeah they have a they have a lot of good ones <laughs> they uh do, yeah. they have the shreks and they yeah. got the the kung fu pandas mm-hmm. you know and they they know a little thing or two about uh about uh, animated movies and uh speaking of animated movies i'm gonna go with a hybrid okay i'm also gonna go with one that got trashed on rotten tomatoes by traditional critics and thrived amongst the average movie-going audience looking for entertainment, and that is Alita, Battle Angel, the from James, James Cameron's conception. People. Yeah, was that? Well, it's Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, it is. It is. It's but James it's done Cameron's with James like Cameron's idea. crew. Yeah, and it's, it's like James Nightmare Cameron's Before tech. Christmas and Tim Burton kind of yeah. James Cameron's tech. Yeah, which is what's I'm awesome sure. because we get IMAX 3D mm-hmm. and IMAX 3D native film to be in 3D is knock your socks off it's fucking pretty amazing. Pretty great. So um, that's what I got to say about this movie. This movie has a fairly generic, a bit better than average sci-fi story, but the visuals and just the general entertainment value on this thing is off the charts good, and uh, the critics, again, way off from what... Why do they hate it so much? Uh, be, uh, it's a good question. I, I don't. I don't really know why they hate it so much. You can read the critics' consensus, but I don't think it buys in. They blame a weak story, but that's only a part of it. You know what I'm saying? This is m- more than the story itself. It's it's something that's not been done in cinema too often, uh, as far as the recreation of how lifelike it can be, and then blending it in with real life in the background. Uh, you know, for effects and everything alone. This is good, and I think maybe they thought, oh, this is purely an effects-driven movie with no soul, and that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, it absolutely has soul. It, 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 I don't know. It connects. It connected with most audiences. Again, everybody I talked to yeah. that saw it It's liked not actually it. that terrible. It's 60%. Critics. Okay, it's went up. It started yeah. in the 40s. Um, and it's 94 audience. So. Yeah, we like it. Um, you do, you're correct in the claim of a weak story, but the second half of the blurb is that the audiences love it anyway so go suck a dick <laughs> yeah basically uh and it looks amazing like yeah. seriously it's one of the best looking movies i've seen in a while uh i can't wait to watch it you know in 3d at my own house uh again in the aforementioned no pants 
Indeed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, my rating for Alita Battle Angel is a solid 85 to, to 88, um, which jives pretty close with the uh, the rest of the audience. It has gone up when I saw it, which was two weeks ago when it came out. It was at a 40, like 42. Mm-hmm. So I think with how much the audiences were saying they liked it and how much the audiences were griping, they were actually griping back at critics I think they were like, oh, shit, okay, let's adjust this. <laughs> because seriously, we're getting tired of it. Like, there is a massive divide. Like, you've got to figure it out. Because all, I don't know, I like to call myself the hybrid critic here because I understand why they feel the need to mark shit down. But at the same time, they have to understand they're judging this on what they are, what people are perceived to what they're going to like. And if you can't tell for yourself audience how are you going to be able to speak for this audience when you've been wrong so many times this is terrible audience say no it's not bro it's good well you can't judge every movie like it's in contention for best picture absolutely not yet they do yeah and that's the problem alita battle angel is not trying to win an oscar it's not trying to win it might actually win it might accidentally win a a best vfx oscar but like it's it's not though so don't let if you've heard negative things about it don't let that scare you off because it's I'm not, terrified. It's not worth it. Now here's a movie I'm going to talk about that you're going to you're going to be like really, but yeah, I think my favorite trip to the theater uh, this year so far. It's early. Uh, belongs to the to the movie the 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 fighting with my family, the oh, yeah. uh, the the true life story of of Paige the the WWE wrestler. Produced by The Rock and WWE Studios, certified certified fresh at ninety two percent, which is the highest WWE Studios movie that's ever been dreamt of, <laughs> uh, let alone achieved. You didn't even believe it was possible. Written by Stephen Merchant, which is pretty great. That's pretty great. Uh, he is also in it um, as well, being very Stephen Merchant like. Uh, <laughs> who you know, you don't have to like wrestling to like this movie, and Stephen Merchant makes it so. If you don't know who that is, Google him. You'll see him, and you go, "Oh yeah, okay, that guy." He's really funny, uh, and he's really talented. Uh, Yeah, he's great, and his script is too. And it shows in this movie. Uh, This movie has more heart than probably anything I've seen in the theater. I know at least this year, and like it's got Rocky level heart in this thing. Like, you know, you go on the journey with this character that a lot of people aren't going to know much of or anything about, and by the end of it, are going to want to jump up from their seat and, and go, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, it's way better than I ever thought it would be even seeing it. I said, I'm going to like it because I like wrestling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, nah, I did like it, yeah, because I like wrestling. But had I never seen wrestling before in my life, I would have liked it. Anna liked it, and she's not a huge wrestling fan. Stephen Merchant's a good writer. He writes a strong script. You're damn right he does, and it's executed perfectly. Nick Frost is absolutely he fantastic in this. a whole lot of the extras series that Ricky Gervais did. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's he was, And he was in it as well. It didn't, isn't Stephen Merchant, didn't, uh, was, it, was, he, was he on The Office with Ricky Gervais? On The Office? No, he might have wrote it, some of it with him. Maybe I don't that's think he was what it on is. it. Okay. I, I I know those two had a connection from I, he, something. Well, and they they were one of the original podcasters together, Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant, and um, what what the guy the other Carl Pink Pickerton, whatever that guy's name is. Yeah. Pink. Anyway. Yeah. Um, they did a podcast. Jeez, I listened to that. It was two thousand four, two thousand five. 
Um, and, you know, they just did what we're doing right now, except they made fun of Carl Pilkington. Now I remember his name. Ah, um, I yeah. know a Pilkington. I bet you do. I do. Um, anyway. A, a real life, so, not yeah, a Pinkerton. He, go, he goes way back. He's a, he's a strong, strong writer. Well, it shows. In the British uh, comedy genre. It, it truly shows. Um, so I'm looking here, and uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to get all these done in 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 one uh i'm just i'm just not uh going back i still have to get reviews out for uh spider-man into the spider no we did that did we get mm-hmm. that okay yeah, that, so man, we did that with aquaman we got it in with the Aqu- okay mm-hmm. that's fantastic then i might be able to get through this in here let's see i got one for cold pursuit glass i'm gonna need to talk about uh but, uh well, guess, we're we're yeah. a good hour and a half in now, a yeah. little, little more. So if you want to break it up, I think we can. You know what? I think I, here's what I'm gonna do. I got two more of the big ones, okay. And then anything that I that I feel that I, I probably did not give its due, <clears throat> I'll come back to. But uh, that's gonna leave a cold pursuit and and then uh, a glass, um, right on. you know, featuring yeah. uh, the M Night. Shyamalanian tale uh, carried over from the others. The others I have are movies that I've seen, reviewed, and, like, aren't, like, you know, blockbusters. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so, like, next week I'll throw in a review for the What Men Want. Not that great. Kind of reviewed it already. Uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, happy Death Day to you. Get it? Because mm-hmm. it's birthday, Death Day, you know, to you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I got, I'll have a review for that. Um, I, I'll talk briefly of a movie called Isn't It Romantic? Um, which was uh, it's a Gershwin uh, song, right? Uh, <laughs> Isn't it romantic? A, uh, a, a Valentine's Day release, um, and but uh, I, I do want to make sure that uh, at least on this one, uh, I get in that review for. Uh, we'll have one for uh, Glass and then Cold Pursuit. So I'm going to start with Cold Pursuit. Cold Pursuit is a remake, and um, it's a remake of a Finnish film. That is basically a revenge film, very dark, but also funny. Almost Coen Brothers-esque funny. Like a Fargo sort of deal? Kind of, okay. yeah. Absurdist humor. Right. Um, like, for for instance... Sucked your this, uh, buddy in the wood chipper there? Take this with a grain of sand, but a guy goes to identify uh, a dead something. You know, mm, a dead you, something. Where you have to go to the hospital and maybe identify a member that you might oh, know. Perhaps of, to the morgue. You know, yes, you okay. would be going to, yes, perhaps a morgue. Gotcha. And it's a thing where, you know, when you go to a morgue and they pull you out of a of a body, uh, or what is it, it's a morgue cooler thing, the, the storage. Refrigerator. Um a lot of times they'll pull you on a table and they have to pump up the table. Mm-hmm. This is all done usually before you get there. Right. So uh, Liam Neeson goes in, goes in and they're like, yeah, we need you to uh, identify a body, see if this is blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so they show, they show the thing, they pull out the thing, they stick it on, and then they show you the pumping up of the thing and, and you go, okay, three pumps, it's up. No, pump, 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 <laughs> pump, 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 pump. Pump. Check your watch. Pump, 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 pump. Look it down. Give an annoying look over at the guy. Pump, 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 pump. Seriously with the pumps? Uh, stop. Pump, 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 pump. All right. <laughs> like that kind of humor right there. Just at like the that. most inopportune, inappropriate time for there to be humor. It's humor in some sort of annoying real life way. And it's 
It's mighty funny. I will tell you that. Uh, and, and dark. Uh, but I had a hell of a time uh, at this movie here. Um, that being said, um, Liam Neeson. <laughs> uh, I, I, I say Liam Neeson deserves every bit of a of a and okay i gotta choose my words carefully you here. do because yes. with what liam neeson said i can understand how they could take offense however you gotta understand the context of what he's talking about and where he's coming from talking about it mostly Ireland. And in order to have said these things i almost want to give liam neeson a medal <laughs> like <laughs> okay you're not supposed to say these things. Liam Neeson's like, I'm not saying this in malice. Uh, I'm saying this This is how I felt in relation to this character. So now I'm going to tell you, and you're going to go, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know, <laughs> if you do, you're going to go, oh, yeah, I know where this is going. <laughs> so uh, this is a movie about revenge. And Liam Neeson says, you know, uh, a story. I'm not, I can't go through the story, but I want. If you want to know, you can Google it. What did Liam Neeson say to the interviewer? Uh, which yeah, is, which is that's a good thing to type in. Yeah, and you'll get your answers. But basically, I'm going to break it down for you like this. Somebody raped Liam Neeson's friend in real life. Liam Neeson said, oh, my God, that's terrible. Who did this to you? She said, don't worry about it. She said, he said, who did this to you? And this is basically exactly what they said. She said, don't worry about it. He said, then what color were they? And she said, well, they were black. And he said, okay. And then for the next week and a half, he said he went to the rough area of town and was looking for his words, quote, some black bastard to kill. <laughs> Maybe should have phrased it differently. Well, he's uh, Irish. It's different over it there. It is, and also the time that this was going on is called the Troubles. If you know anything about the Troubles in Ireland, you, you know your history. Mm -hmm. Most likely you don't. Uh, Google it and see the type of environment in which he came from, and you might understand the first impulse to go to violence. He says right then, he was like, I can't believe I thought these thoughts. I should have never thought these thoughts that part's already lost because Gone. people heard that first part and then they turned it off and before you they, even got to well it. if they didn't turn it off they turned on the rage oh yeah and did not hear the rest of what he had to say because he said what i said was absolutely awful i realized six days later what i said what am i doing this is absolutely terrible why am i out here why did i even think that it was an initial response to being angry that somebody did this to my friend and i wanted personal revenge which is what this movie is about, mm -hmm. um, except with his friend. It's his wife. And he said that was his motivation. And let me tell you, he got skewered. Skewered yeah. over it. Cancel Liam Neeson. We can't believe it. Liam Neeson is the biggest racist piece of garbage ever. And I really don't believe that's true. Um, no, I don't. Well, I think... I think um, he chose his words poorly to the wrong exposure i think well i think too that the people with the rage are choosing to ignore what he said after yeah the the, the thing he was trying to get across however in artfully yeah <laughs> and how ashamed of himself he was for even having thought it but at the same time i used this and you said you know for the art i used that to further my portrayal of this character in my art medium mm -hmm. it's not like i just went on tv to say this story about something that i was embarrassed of like 30 years ago in my past he didn't just do this two two months ago no. 
you know, he's already lost his own wife and has been dealing with grief in his own ways. This was 22-year-old Liam Neeson living in Ireland in the 80s in the Troubles when they're talking about bombing cities and fucking car bombs yeah. and Sunday Bloody Sunday. Mm-hmm. And you go, you too? Yeah, yes, but an actual thing kinda. too, but yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to go the U2 route, it's condensed form, mm-hmm. but 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 sure. It's a little less happier than So I'm else. saying if, you know, you or I go on a talk show and say that, whether we're famous, whether we're actors or not, you know, we didn't live in Ireland in that time. We did not come from that background and so on and well, so and forth. Well, we're American. Yeah, and, and I'm just saying, like... It has a different you're just, thing behind it. Yeah. you. I'm not saying that that it's necessarily acceptable for, for people to do that type of an action, but I'm going to say if you can sit there and you have something awful happen to somebody and you don't at least think in your mind... I want to do something to get revenge from my friend. I'll call you a bull-faced liar. No, I don't necessarily. If it means seeking out a person of color of any kind to extract that revenge upon because that happened uh, from any of the varieties of people out there that can harm you from white to whatever. Yeah. Well, um, and he didn't do it just because he wanted to hurt black people. He did it because he wanted to hurt the person who hurt his friend. And that's the closest thing that he could find to it, no matter how well, wrong yeah, it may be. Well, yeah, that was the only be. thing he had to look for, was it, the skin color. Yeah, so. and and he had some, some rage he wanted to take out on anybody that fit the bill at the time. And that's why he said he felt so ashamed. And it really overclouded the, the release of this movie. Uh, it canceled his red carpet premieres. Um, so if you're like, Cold Pursuit, I've not heard of it. That's probably why. Uh, you probably heard that Liam Neeson made waves, and I think Liam Neeson, by the end of it, uh, by the end of the week, he started with all the apologies, and by you could just tell he was just tired. You know what I'm saying? He's just like, I just can't say any more on this than I've already said. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I refer you to the interview two days ago that I apologized and, and, and clarified the remarks and all that. And I guess if you want to continue to think of me as such, there's nothing I can do other than that other than tell the the truth that I've told and continue to make movies. And if you don't want to cast me in movies anymore, then I guess that's your business. But they are and they will. Yeah. So they'll wait maybe a few months. Yeah. They'll be mad about something else. Yeah. But yeah. And again, that all just goes into it kind of fits that there's always something that somebody's mad about anymore. Always. And it's it's becoming frustrating. Well, I think I I think it's a fine time just to be an asshole well that really just do. too many people are telling you what and who you should be mad at and why and it's just like let's just step back and just look at this objectively and nobody wants to do that anymore is the problem it's just quick to quick to blame quick to outrage or, or whatever yeah, you know yeah. uh okay so uh for instance j-rod takes my car to get some gas into it my drives my car back he comes in it blows up you motherfucker you blew up my car come to find out two days later it was ignition switch that gave troubles and you saved my life because you took it over there to get the damn <laughs> gas or what have you indeed you see what i'm saying yeah. though like mm-hmm. you jump to those conclusions before you find out what the underlying reason and, and 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 right but from the perspective of these people now they have uh in their group on social media or the internet or whatever words you want to use they have the power to you know cancel liam neeson and if they do that then they can chalk another win up and their life has been worth something you know it's 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 what we've reduced the meaning in our lives to because we, you know, times are tough out there. Yeah, <laughs> no, indeed they are. Um, so if if 
I just wanted to throw that in with the Cold Pursuit because uh, if you haven't heard of it, it kind of the movie and and also kind of got just swept under the rug and yeah. and moved on because um, it was a, well they were doing heavy internet commercials until all that business came out. So. Yeah, and they basically just pulled everything and the movie kind of tanked. It's already out of theaters and it came yeah. out three weeks ago. Yeah. Like you know, and it should have done better. It was a pretty good movie, um, regardless of comments made. The movie was good. Uh, and that brings me to uh, glass, which is actually what I'm going to do as a little as I'm, I'm a, a little stinger. I'm going to I'm going to tagline it. I'm going to say I'm going to say you're going to get your glass fix next week. I guess I should rephrase that as that could be mistaken for methamphetamine. You will get your uh, your glass the movie uh, <laughs> fix with Bruce Willis and James directed Mac- by yeah uh, James McAvoy. Uh, or it's McAvery. I keep saying, it. is it McAvery or, McA- or McAvoy? It's McAvoy, it's McAvoy right? McAvoy, yeah. yeah. Who's McAvery? Is it, there's a James. Was that? Uh, I have no idea. Can't I think I think McAvery was uh, Will Smith's uh, uncle, uncle in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Well, that pretty, could be. Yeah, Uncle Phil. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And also the voice of Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, so um, you know, I'll have a review for some lesser movies. Uh, Captain Marvel, of course, the big one. And then I'll throw Glass on there just for funsies uh, so that right we on. have you know just a little something else to talk about. But Tag obviously, uh, the, the focus is going to be on Captain Marvel. A little comic um, book double up. Yeah, it's going to be pretty good. It, 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 that's why I said it fits right in nicely there, too. So uh, That being said, uh, we are damn glad to be back in the saddle again. Excited to be reviewing Captain Marvel this week and excited to be talking to it. Uh, talking with all of you about it next week, uh, same time, same bat channel. And in case I don't see you, good morning, good afternoon, and good night.